Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us now on the line is Professor Anthony Turton, who's a professor at the Center for Environmental Management at the University of the Free State. Professor, very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon to you and the listeners. Ah, thanks for making the time to uh, join us this afternoon to chat about um, pollution uh, regarding plastic, something that's becoming a huge concern uh, uh, from a planetary point of view. More people seem to be drinking now more bottled water as people are into their fitness and, of course, being wary about the uh, benefits of pure water. But instead, now this has an adverse effect on the environment where we have plastic bottles impacting on the environment just being tossed away reckless, recklessly. So on on that basis, Professor, uh, first of all, how bad is it in South Africa, uh, plastic bottle pollution and the rest of the world at present? Well, uh Plastic pollution is a global phenomenon completely, without any question of doubt. But uh, in South Africa, I think it's particularly acute. And we need to look no further than this one very famous uh, place called the Henox River. There's right. a, the whole thing on the Henox Revival. And the amount of plastic that goes down just that small of a river is absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, but, but, Professor, tell me uh, – sorry, are you there, Professor? Yes, yes, I'm here. Oh, oh, okay, so, uh, I mean, what efforts are being made – uh, from uh, from a conservation point of view, I mean, from a, a collection point of view, w- w- why is that? W- why the well, Henoch River in, partic- in particular? It's, it's really, it's, it's, I think the, the Henoch River case is probably uh, uh, indicative of the fact that in South Africa we've got this culture where we just throw everything away on the sidewalk. You know, we we uh, uh, get our food, etc., in uh, single-use plastics. And we just discard it, typically not in a, in a, in a garbage can. Right. So that, that's a cultural thing, and that's something that we're going to have to work on very, very hard, because all of that stuff ends up in a river. It all ends up ultimately, you know, in a, in a dam. It's extremely difficult to get, you know, to get rid of once it's in the river. And eventually, if it gets to the whole system, it ends up down in the ocean. Right. And uh, I, was, uh, I, was in a, 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 I was a guest speaker at an international conference in Spain a while ago. Right. When I, le- I learned something very interesting. It was a, a, an international conference of oceanographers. Right. And uh, it was fascinating to hear what they were talking about, about the microplastics in the top 10-meter layer of, uh, of, of, of the global oceans. And, uh, and what these are doing, what this microplastic is doing, is it's being ingested by... By, by tiny microscopic zooplankton. These are these are animals that eat the phytoplankton. The phytoplankton absorb all of the uh, carbon dioxide, etc. Right. And the zooplankton eat it, and then uh, they defecate, and you, you get this uh, this, this uh, rain of what's known as fecal pellets. So that go get that's a constant rain from the surface of the ocean down into into the abyss of the greatest depths on the planet. Right. But now because because of the ingestion of microplastics. Uh, this fecal material is no longer sinking. It's now floating on the surface. And mm-hmm. what that's doing now is it's cutting off the nutrient flow into the deepest uh, abyss of the, of, of the ocean depths. And this is now fundamentally altering uh, uh, planetary, planetary biosphere systems, uh, at, literally at, mm-hmm. at the biggest scale we can. So the smallest pieces of plastic, when combined together in big enough numbers, right. uh, are, are, are literally busy altering the ability of the oceans to absorb uh, carbon dioxide, etc., and produce oxygen. Can you believe that? 
<laughs> we can't believe it, Professor. And uh, yeah, if this continues, um, one will one wonders now. As you've just said, you now were in Spain with this uh, seminar, and uh, I said, well, just to repeat your uh, your designation and rather where where you are, the Center for Environmental Management at the University University of the Free State. So it's a two pronged question, really. At the seminar, were there any initiatives or any conclusions drawn, and any you know like. Um, shall we say, uh, incentives to take forward to governments or what have you, both there and perhaps here, seeing that you're at the Centre for Environmental Management at the University of Free State to combat this. Uh, are there any oh, initiatives yeah. that you're involved with here or was, and was anything concluded on, decided on there at the time? Well, this, uh, this ultimately comes down to the politics of the matter. You know, mm-hmm. is there a political will to do this? Because it's only governments that can incentivize change. Right. It comes down, at the end of the day, to human behavior. Mm-hmm. And I would say in the case of South Africa, it comes down to the culture of, uh, of willingness to, uh, to, to entertain any product in a single-use plastic form, whether you buy your lettuces in a single-use plastic, right. whether you buy your, your, you know, your cool drinks or your, or your bottled water in single-use single plastic, in my, in my opinion, is actually something that we have to get rid of, uh, not only uh, in South Africa, but actually globally. Indeed, Professor. So here at home, um, let's start with the Free State, for example. Have you been addressing seminars? Have you, has this been taken forward? Have you worked in conjunction with any other universities to expand this, uh, shall we say, the attention to, the, you know, the, the dangers of plastic pollution? Well, yes, I mean, beyond the fact that, you know, we are limited by the funding that we have available in the work that we do, but nonetheless, uh, you know, we certainly support things like the Hen of Survival and then initiatives like that. Right. Ultimately, it comes down, down to these NGOs that do this wonderful work, you know, in, 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 in changing system and cleaning up the mm. system. So we can either clean it up or we can actually, uh, you know, not pollute in the first place. And we've got to do a little bit of both. Certainly, Professor, at the same time, you know, whilst we're dealing with the pollution issue, uh, we've got this climate change issue going on and, you know, droughts and uh, heat, heat, uh, extreme heat conditions prevailing over the planet, which, of course, is increasing demand. I mean, how, how do we get around this uh, if you, you know, like uh, especially the water, water resources themselves? Uh, what balance do you think we should look at? Well, the simple reality is that South Africa is a fundamentally water constrained economy. Mm. That's what it is. Uh, whether we're going to change that by, uh, by selling more bottled water is certainly a, yeah. a, a good point because uh, a person needs one liter of water per, per, per person per day to survive. Right. You need 200 liters of person, per person per day to live a healthy life and then they'll buy the bath and, 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 and prepare food. But you need at least uh, 3,000 liters of water per person per day to, 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 to feed yourself because it takes uh, approximately one liter of water per day. Uh, per calorie of food produced, and we eat on average about 3,000 calories per day. So in other words, the the, the water for any economy is really the big water, which is about water for food, not really the small water, which is water for drinking. We we, we talk about drinking water, but it's actually the smallest uh, volume of water in the entire water budget for any country. Indeed, Professor. Uh, interesting. It's amazing. Of course, now coupled with poor infrastructure and infrastructural, uh, shall we say, defects, one's also got to contend with that. And yeah, yeah, let's just hope that somehow we'll find an equilibrium, somehow a balance to this uh, clean water, need for clean water, and of course now the effects of pollution uh, that uh, the containers have on the environment. Professor, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and taking time You're to just unpack. Where we stand with uh, bottled wood, bottled water, and uh, of course now, yeah, everyone's demanding that. But now look at the impact the, impl- the plastic is having on the environment.